Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. That's been all. And joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? I got my guy Appa with me. Hey, yeah. Oh, I forgot to introduce Appa. Yip, yip. Oh, yeah. We got a yip, it's yip. It's been a little while. <laughs> Where's he been? Uh, uh he's been around. <laughs> Chilling, flying around. Mostly used as a cushion for my cat. Mm. Well, I'm glad he's back. Uh, we are, uh, we're here back for an American comic episode. Very excited for that. Uh, we got two episodes in a row for you because we love you so much. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, let's get into plugs. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram, Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? On Instagram at NY chilling. Oh, Ooh, I messed up <laughs> at JD Cole underscore 37 and on Twitter at NY chilling with an E-N. Not an ING. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian couldn't be with us today. Uh, the Edgelord Big News, Brian. Big news. So I'll be plugging him in instead. Uh, you can find him at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to watch him play video games, uh, sometimes he goes on Twitch at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. So check it out there. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll uh, that we put up for the manga. And maybe I should start doing it for the American comics, too, honestly. It's just like there's uh, such a small turnaround. We usually record on a Wednesday or on a Thursday. Yeah. So I don't know uh, if we get the adequate votes in time. But uh, if you want us to put up a VGI poll, let us know. Uh so yeah, follow us on Twitter. Let your voice be heard. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, and we will respond uh, because we love corresponding with our bros who listen to the show. Uh, you can comment as well on any YouTube video you watch. Please do that. That would be super helpful uh, to getting us uh, more likes and views. We would appreciate it. Uh, uh, anything else? Oh, yeah. Why don't you subscribe while you're at it, too? I keep forgetting to tell people to subscribe, but it's very important. Subscribe, like, share the podcast uh, on YouTube. Uh, or if you prefer audio version, uh, audio podcasts, uh, we ha- we're everywhere audio-wise. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music. Uh, we're on a bunch of platforms, so check us out there. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, if you so please. Uh, and I think that's it. Uh, that's enough for plugs and self-promotion. Uh, it's time to get the show on the road. Daredevil! This is Daredevil issue 35, lockdown part 5. Uh, last we left off, this whole arc had to do with Bullseye escaping Wilson Fisk's weird clone experiment thing and just randomly killing civilians at any point in time. Uh, Daredevil, uh, Electra Daredevil was about to confront Bullseye for, I guess, the second time when uh, Typhoid Mary also showed up in a Daredevil costume for some reason and has decided to join in the fight as well. Uh so there's multiple bullseyes. They're not just fighting one bullseye. It's like a bunch of bullseye clones. And uh, it's not looking... Uh, they all have the same ability. 
Yeah, which is kind of rough. Which is shooting very good. They sh- they're the best shooters ever. Uh, so they're just like surrounding uh, Daredevil and Typhoid Mary, and uh, they're just like, "Oh, cool! I have two Daredevils to kill now." Uh, what's your name, Missy? And then uh, apparently, like the clones don't really know Typhoid Mary like that. Uh, I'm no Typhoid Mary like that, so I think that's fair. <laughs> well, you were about to learn because she just says, "Now burn." And then she seems to be able to summon flames around her. Uh, it's pretty cool. And she explodes some cars. I, I'm going to be honest. The paneling of this particular sequence is a little sloppy and kind of confusing. So Yeah, I don't get what to go. I, I guess it's distracting, maybe. Because yeah. she's sending off a bunch of little sparks everywhere, and then she blows up a car. I think ultimately the point is to get the civilians to get like to run away yeah they're just create like a obstacle yeah they're trying to respond to this uh hostage situation that these bullseyes have uh initiated uh it doesn't help that like from a distance typhoid mary and daredevil in their daredevil costumes look very similar uh so like at any point we could have been looking at either of them uh the only difference is the mask with uh electra but they both have like this big hair uh, that you can misconstrue. Uh, in any case, they uh, they get to fighting and they start to beat up on uh, on these bullseyes. One of them actually gets a word in with uh, Mary, and, and look at Mary's face with the deep concern. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. He's like, "I've never seen you like this, Will uh, Mary. Guess you're fighting for something this time, or someone like Big Willie." <laughs> Big Willie. <laughs> uh, he's like, so you're out here with us, but I got a little secret for you, Red. There's another bullseye. And uh, after that, like, uh, Electra's Daredevil seems to, like, clear up the mess all on her own. And she notices that Typhoid Mary is gone. Uh, yeah, she vanished into thin air as soon as she heard that her Big Poppy was in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her big poppy. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, all right, Alexa, I'm out." All right, I got it. Was fun. I gotta go save my man. So I guess she goes off to do that. Uh, Daredevil, uh, Electra Daredevil, seems to follow uh, a trail over that leads to this theater where another bullseye is dramatically being like a dick, and he, the last two remaining hostages are dressed up in Electra and Bullseye costumes. <laughs> and one has a sigh pressed up against the... Ele- the Bullseye fake has uh, a sigh pressed up against the other uh, Electra, the fake Electra's body. And they're like... The, the whole hostage situation here is that the guy has to recreate uh, the time that Bullseye killed Electra. Uh, and then maybe he'll be let go. Maybe. Only maybe. Um... So Electra's just trying to figure it out, trying to buy some time. And she's like, what is this bullseye? But you, you're a psychopath, but you've never been. And he's like, off my rocker. You can thank your boyfriend for that. Uh, and he says, after our last encounter, I realized how he's beaten me all these years. Uh, and he's basically taken away. He's had like some shrinks, like take away his kind of like 
unpredictability gene, I guess. Uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, it, like, the experiments at Ravencroft have removed any sort of conscience that he had remaining to allow him to be this zany character that will just, like, open fire in the middle of the day. Uh, that's how I read it. And then be, be more random. Okay, right, because the, the, po- the point was that because he always hits his mark, he's predictable. Yeah. Right, and I guess that's how Daredevil beats him, so now he's just going to be a lot less predictable but still be able to always hit his mark. Yeah, he he's going to hit his mark, but he's going to, like, bounce it off of shit first, I guess. He's going to go about it in a crazy way, in a very unorthodox... Yeah. Oof. All right. Fine. I'll whatever, take man. it. I'll take it. Whatever, dude. If, if that's what you want, bro. If that's what you want to do with your life. <laughs> yeah, do you, man. Go I'm for not... it. He's clearly a lunatic. Yeah, it doesn't matter, really. He is just a lunatic. Uh, Electra presses her size together... And it kind of recreates the 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 sonar vision that uh, Matt has. Uh, and these thank this, you very much, Tony Stark. Yeah, these are the upgrades that Tony Stark has provided her. I'm sure he had like a whole suit, but Electra's like, no, I'm a ninja. Ninja, no, give me give me one of them weapons, or something. Just give me a cool weapon. I'm fine. And, and them goggles. Yeah, yeah. Let me get those high tech goggles. You see this fly see ass? Every, you see, see everything in these? You see this fly ass character design? You th- you want me to give this up? No, thank you. Not at all. If it would have been really lit, I wouldn't have mind. But yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Um. So with that, uh, Electra was able to suss out the rest of the bullseyes in the room throw both of her sides at both of them ninja style like and uh, makes a mad dash for the main bullseye and gives him a good linebacker tackle just like Uh, and they fight for a while it's pretty good nice tackle in space yeah (laughs) Yeah. nothing's more uh, dangerous than Electra out in space (laughs) (laughs) a nice open field tackle (laughs) her her close out speed is is incredible (laughs) She runs four overall. Yeah, we should have had like uh, we should have Tony Romo <laughs> recap this whole moment. It's like that was just a oh, good, wish, it was a good form tackle, you know. In uh, all the he read it all the way through, <laughs> yeah. made his play. Yeah. Now she's she's giving she's giving Bullseye some work, and he he fake revealed who the real one was because of the scar. Yeah. And then check this out. She, she, she really. All right. Well, I guess you're about to tell him what happened, but she finessed this nigga crazy. Yeah, she did beat him up, uh, pretty bad. Uh, she, this bullseye only got away because he commanded the other two bullseyes to kill each other. So, you know, bright side is uh, the this couple is saved. I guess so. You know, it all worked out. Honestly, the the fake Electra gave a pretty good assist. On top of that, we forgot to mention, it was like while uh, Electra was making her perfect form tackle, uh, the fake Electra just like stopped him from shooting. Uh, so kudos to her. Meanwhile, back at uh, Fisk's house, he's just vibing and calling. He's calling Izzy Libris uh, about, you know, just like how he doesn't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucked up things on. He's like, I'm so over it. <laughs> Lizzie's like, 
I don't know who else to call or relate to. Yeah, you're the only I one. I figured you would understand. You're old. Your son's died. You know? Yeah, you, you get it. You get how hard this life is. I can't talk to Wesley about this. He's just like some stooge. I love Wesley. Yeah. but He's just going to say yes, sir, to everything I say. <laughs> He's just a yes man. And, you know, sometimes you don't know. And although either. I do enjoy that. <laughs> although, although I don't enjoy mo- many more things than a yes man. It gets tiring sometimes. <laughs> That's not what I need at the moment. Yeah, so I'm calling you. Um, so he, uh, Fisk is aware that Butch has been named her successor, basically, as the kingpin of Hell's Kitchen. Um, and he warns her, is like, keep your eyes open. Is he, when you rest atop the pyramid, uh, death can strike from any direction. As a bullseye clone pulls up, <laughs> just like right behind him. <laughs> Oh my in, god! In any direction, yeah. In, in one opposite, totally from where he was looking. Yeah, especially from your quarter pro- profile, it just pulls up there, right through your front door where you don't expect it. <laughs> you know. Um. Meanwhile, back in some random city street, uh, I guess Electra finds another uh, bullseye clone. She took one of the bullseye clones' guns, and. Uh, is really like in a weird standoff for a moment. She points the gun directly at Bullseye and struggles with just blasting his head open with it. Um, <laughs> He's begging her to. He's like, do it. I'll give you the first shot. He's, she's like, oh, She's like, oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, Maybe I man. should. Yeah, and before she gets the chance to again. Bullseye's like, gotcha, bitch. And, uh, I forgot to hear. I'm not letting you kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and not even like regular, you know, he's unpredictable no, now. No, he so. catches an attitude and says, oh, too slow. He's disappointed. Yeah, he's like, you didn't shoot my face off. He's like, wow. Okay, bam. Bam, I'm going to shoot you through this. Check street this lamp. out. This is, this is an annoying move. It's like she, he shoots the street lamp. It goes off of a rim of a tire. Like, not even the the flat side of the rim just the edge it looks like like the inner edge of the tire bounces off of that and then electra just like uses her sigh to uh deflect it anyway deflect it directly into his kneecap and he's like ow <laughs> and she he just like calls her a bitch is like dude you wanted her to blast your eye open right like you Why what you, you mad because you your shit still ain't work. <laughs> and they did the same thing that would have happened before. The right deflected your bullet. Yeah. I mean, they I do guess it so casually. Yeah. I guess it's like shitty to have your kneecap blown in by a bullet. I guess I wouldn't be able to control my rage either at that bullet. <laughs> He's mad tight. Yeah. Well, that's when uh, Matt Murdock just comes out of nowhere and punches the shit out of this bullseye clone. Uh, and well, he did run away from the from the prison. I know. I, I know heard that, about Bullseye. I know that so it's not that's... really out of nowhere, but it, it he just found them. You know, like this is a big ass <laughs> city. <laughs> it's his first stop. Is like found you. Suck, nice sucker punches. Superman punched him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you know he was like he ran. He ran like thirty feet towards him, loading that punch. Just excited to get there. It was the slowest run of his life. And then he just beats this bullseye clone within an inch of his life there. Uh, Electra had to hold him back. Uh, and I guess like the police. The growth. The what? 
the growth. <laughs> Electra had the whole Daredevil. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. L O L. How the tables have turned. Uh, at that moment, that's when the rest of the police arrive. Uh, and uh, not just them; they they pull up their guns on Daredevil because I guess he is an escaped convict at this point. Uh, but who shows up is the Avengers. Oh, well, not, uh, well, not really the Avengers. It's Iron Man, Human Torch, uh, Spider Man. You fam- know the the lit New York City heroes. Yeah, the ones you've seen in this series already. Uh, <laughs> the ones who have already shown up here. Uh, they show up and kind of advocate for Daredevil, uh, especially Spider Man. I love this <laughs> part. Who puts that police officer in his fucking place? Yeah, this police officer is like, he's a fugitive. We're going to arrest him. And he's like, Daredevil just exposed killers in your system. Helped helped you capture a mass murderer. And that was just today. What have you done? And this dumb cop looks at him like, Spider-Man. Just just maintain this whack-ass mustache hanging on my top lip. <laughs> that's the only thing he's done. I'm going to maintain this mustache that's only acceptable because I'm a police officer and in another context would be completely unacceptable. Right. Uh, but, yeah, superheroes came in, advocated for super, uh, for not for super, he might as well be Superman in my eyes, uh, but for Daredevil. <laughs> and, um... We cut back to Fisk, who is just about to get attacked by a bullseye clone. He gets stabbed in the arm, I guess. I thought he actually, like, got stabbed. I thought this was like, oh, shit, are they going to kill off Wilson Fisk right yeah, now? Yeah, right? Like, did he get stabbed in his heart? Yeah, but I guess not. He's like, Arr! He's got so much blubber and layers of <laughs> yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, you're, oh, you must be new. You may, You must not know who I am. Uh, he, I've got a Kevlar's vest of fat protecting me at all times. <laughs> <laughs> at that particular moment, that's when uh, that's when um, Typhoid Mary pulls up and sta- double katana stabs this dude straight through a window. Uh, Wilson manages to skip. Uh, pretty gangster. Yeah, pretty cool. Wilson manages to save her from falling off of this building uh, and pulls her up. And he's like, Mary, what did you, where did you go? <laughs> and, you know, they have this weird romantic moment <laughs> uh, after what just happened, this zany event that just went down. He's like, wouldn't you, my God, when you left, I was so furious, furious hey. because I was scared of losing you for good. <laughs> <We're> good. <laughs> he's like, I need you forever. Mary, will you? And she says, Wilson, yes, I'll marry you. Oh my goodness, wedding bells are being rung for the Daredevil universe. Uh, that's where this issue ends. Uh, I believe the next time we see Daredevil will be the Daredevil event known as Devil's Reign. Which I th- what? Which I think is the bookend to this entire saga for Daredevil. Damn. Uh, there's actually going to be a lot of tie-ins to it, and it's being treated like a pretty big event. Um, oh, Wow. I don't know if we'll keep up with all of them, but we'll pick up some. Uh, <laughs> I hope it crosses over into, crosses over into X-Men a it little does. bit. It does. Oh! I know it's not going to happen, but imagine it got an Inferno cross. No, that's not what would happen. It can't be. That would be too much. It'd be too much. Oh, but imagine. But you, there imagine you've seen it on a list, bro. What would your reaction be? It probably will. Like, it probably will pull up on a list on like the reading no. order. No. On, I'm, I'm telling you, what if you've seen it next to Inferno? 
Like it was like an infer like it was like infer Devil's Reign or no number inferno. five or something like that. Oh, but but also the tie-in. I feel like, like it's it too was both re- the net. It was both like just a regular Inferno issue, but it just so happens to be a tie-in. Like just I'll tell you what I wouldn't know really how like weaved in together. I wouldn't know how it would work, but I I guess I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> All it would really well, yeah, I wouldn't know how it would work either. But the point would be is that something. That's happening in this Daredevil story would be significant towards the whole, you know, the whole the whole X Men uh, landscape, which well, would be really really cool. In theory, it might be. I mean, it's getting a tie into the X Men, and I feel like they wouldn't do that unless like they oh, the regular X Men book though, right? It's gonna have like a little mini series, like like an Empire, where they had like four issue uh, Empire X Men series, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's gonna be something separate. Yeah. But it's still... It's not going to be the main X-Men book, I think. It'll probably pop up on the list, though. Yeah, Like, on the X list. Definitely. But um, that was this issue of Daredevil. Uh, I thought it was all right. I don't know. I I guess... So... uh, Oh, oh, yeah, give you adults. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe this was a more uh, transitional thing uh, to get Matt Murdock back together with Elektra, all that stuff. Yeah, they dealt with Bullseye pretty pretty quick, huh? It It was good. Uh, I I don't know if this is the end of Bullseye necessarily because the real one's still out there, you know. True, um, he did get away. Yeah, and there's still a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I am not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about. It. I I guess I wasn't blown away as I usually am. Uh, with Daredevil, that's not to say that it ruins anything or this was a bad issue. And I guess you can't have every single issue be spectacular. But uh, Daredevil had a pretty good streak of near-perfect issues. Uh, so it's a little jarring to see just kind of an average one. Uh, yeah, that, that that was well said. This did feel very average. Yeah. Which is, you know, the, usually the case for the series. There wasn't a lot of, like, you know, great dialogue between characters, which is what I'm used to seeing in the series. Yeah. It's just a lot of action and kind of, bringing us like like you said transition is all transitioning us over um what left a bad taste in my mouth not gonna lie is wilson fisk man so at the beginning of the series kingpin was one of the reasons i really liked the series uh he was still this ruthless gangster but who was just trying to elevate he wasn't he wasn't trying to change who he was per se. He was just trying to move differently. Yeah, he was you trying know? to take it to a new and level. If he, right, and if he had to fall back a little bit and not get his hands as dirty, that's that's fine. You know what I'm saying? That's not who King, what King Ping's about anyway. He'll do it if he has to, you know, but he's ruthless in many ways, in, in more ways than just being physical. Mm-hmm. With that said, to the point right now where, like, since he's lost, since he took that L to the Strowmans, He's he's just kind of been like this lame duck, man. And then he got aggy about Daredevil again. And I was like, man, I thought you was beyond that. I thought you was beyond and past, like, you know, being upset about this one fucking guy. This one superhero when there's literally hundreds of them. Yeah. That would whoop your ass. Doesn't he have beef with Miles Morales, too? I've seen Spider-Verse. Yeah. He got his ass by Miles on yeah. that bus. I mean, maybe yeah. not this kickpin, though. This sure. Is, that was an alternate kickpin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I um, I agree with you. I mean, ruthless Wilson is the best Wilson. 
You know, it's uh. Remember when he almost killed uh, Sneed? What is his name? <laughs> I, I uh, damn. His fucking his homie. Damn. You just Wesley. You just cracked a joke, Wesley. <laughs> yeah. They almost killed Wesley because he he didn't correct him. He just kind of spoke out of term, and he was like, he was like, "Thank you, I appreciate your advice, and I'll think about that." But if you ever interrupt me again. I'll fucking break your neck. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said it real smooth to him, and I was like, "Yeah, there we go. That's the That's case." The you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're in a yeah. we're in an age where like we're all like the, all of the ruthless Wilson stuff has just been like done. So they have to find ways to like give him new things to do, like new avenues to explore. So that's yeah, why like Strowman's. Smoke them, and that's what I was about to say too. Is that the that loss to the Strowmans was a blowout? They wrecked his entire existence. They threw they him out of a window. Out of a yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened to Wilson. I don't know. I don't think that's ever happened to. Will- He's had like stronger people than him toss him around, maybe, but not normal folks like edging him out of a window. And then he, and then they threw him at such precision that they knew he'd be really, really hurt, but wouldn't die. Yeah, they and they destroyed him, and he has not recovered since. I don't, I feel like the author hasn't known. Like I think he, I think he, he wrote that, put the issue out, and was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> damn, Kingpin! I don't even know what to say for you, bro." Yeah. That's, my bad. Yeah, the Stromwins still have to get dealt. He just wants to make him happy now. They, the Stromwins still have to get dealt with, right? Like, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's going to be a Kingpin's revenge on the Stromwins at some point. I would hope so. I hope. He and they got them. robbed, and Electra was part of that. Yeah, I hope he eats them alive. That would be really cool. <laughs> like a zombie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was Daredevil. It was a pretty, pretty regular issue, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I still recommend with all my heart people should read this because overall it's, it's still a pretty great series. Uh, you ready to move onward, Josh? Yep. And that's so cool. The X-Books. Oh boy. We have four, count them, four X-Books today. And one of them is particularly a big deal. So... Uh, let's get into it with Sword number nine. Um, last we left off, we had kind of a one-off issue with Storm uh, proving herself to the Araco, uh race, I guess, for lack of a better term, the Araco mutants, uh, by constantly taking on challenges uh, and and securing her spot as the noon chair. You know, kind of like the overall regent of Araco. Uh, so we're starting off kind of a fresh new arc here. Uh, we start off at the Alpha Flight Space Station, where the Vindicator is uh, meeting up with Girich, uh, who is a slimy greaseball motherfucker. I hate him so much. Uh, Vind- for Orchid. Yeah, yeah. Orchid's basically got its hands into the Alpha Flight program, uh, which sucks. Because I guess the X-Men will have to go up against uh, Marvel's C-Lists space hero team uh unless i'm wrong i feel like there's somebody out there who's gonna be like actually alpha flight's pretty damn strong um they used to be when they have the absorption man and 
Yeah. I don't know. That's the only person I remember, but he's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Sasquatch. They had Epic Oat brand back then, right? They had Captain Marvel yeah. on there. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. They're a pretty solid team. Yeah. Anyway, Vindicator pulls up and is like, All right, what do we what do what what's our what's going on here? And Garrich is like there's a bunch of aliens going over to meet up uh, on Araco, which is a mutant territory now, and a lot of these aliens are terrorists. Why are they meeting up with the Araco's, who are also pretty aggressive in their own right? They're uh, just going to call them terrorists anyway. Yeah, and yeah, fuck them. Bro. You know what? They're terrorists. Uh, and Vindicator's like, man, I don't know. I'm pretty close with Logan. I don't really want to get involved in this shit all that much. I mean, I'm, I'll help you, I guess, but I don't want to be shysty against the X Men. Uh, yeah. And vindicate and like Gearich is like, <laughs> this is pretty wild. He goes like, "Oh, Jimmy, really? Some of your best friends are mutants." <laughs> like that's a pretty funny line, I guess. Is the Eradicator not a mutant? I guess Vindicator, not. and I guess I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> He'd be Wait, on Krakow if he were. Is that the guy from Suicide Squad? Vindicator? John Cena? Who? Uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, Peacemaker. He's Peacemaker. Huh? He's Peacemaker. Oh, okay. Never and mind. also a different company altogether. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you're right. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. No. Also another company altogether. Okay. Yeah. All right, so... Yeah. You know, I guess after he's like, what's your game plan then, Girich? And um, he's, well, how are you going to take on a pla- a whole planet of X-Men? And uh, Girich is like, friends in high places, Jimmy. Friends in high places. Um, and uh, then I guess we uh, open up with uh, the sword station as uh, Abigail Brand is announcing the arrival of of the Shi'ar uh, Empire folks, uh, the Super Guardians that are that uh, guard the overall Her Majesty herself, that Queen they saved that one time uh, in X Men. Yeah, number on that weird X Men comic. Yeah, in that one weird X Men comic. Uh, <laughs> I guess it. I guess it paid off. I guess it was more important than I thought it would be. <laughs> we all knew it was. She, they saved. The leader of the whole entire Shi'ar army. They're, they're good money with them now. Yeah. Uh, Gladiator's there, too, which uh, makes the uh, upcoming events very confusing for me. <laughs> but in any case, uh, Abigail Brand announces their shit. Uh, they mentioned that Storm can't be there right now uh, because she is still taking on challenges from uh, the Iraqi. Uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, so... Abigail Brand checks in with her new number two, Adult Cable, and uh, we actually learned some things about Cable. Uh, I I don't remember when he became old permanently. I, I've the young one went to the. Oh, others. It was the young one who went. They swapped places. Basically. Okay, gotcha. Weird. They swapped places, and now Old Man Cable is here that everyone loves. <laughs> Everyone give oh my god, the old man cables back and he's like the oh, main cable. Yeah. Holy shit, watch out everyone. And he's got the most OP telekinesis on the planet. Uh but he has to keep it in check, keep the techno organic virus in check with it. 
so yeah. we can't so he's it's always balanced i will say that um it. you know i i appreciate the info though i always wondered what was going on with his eye i didn't really know all that much about uh cable's origins and general. thought it was just the edge eye <laughs> yeah i mean it i still 100 percent believe it's an edge eye but it's good that they gave it some context right right <laughs> it's edged but it also serves a purpose you know i respect yeah that. this 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 uh retcon you know what yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right so these guardians show the super guardians show up uh and they don't really hang out long enough before the new lethal legion pulls up uh, and there are as opposed to the old one. Yeah, there's an old Lethal Legion. Uh, we actually seen them in uh, the Avengers Hickman series, I believe. I know Hickman's used them before, but the old version with uh, Major Cap. Oh, what was it? Major Glory. I think his name is Major Glory. Is that other guy from GR looking guy? Shiar Superman. Yeah, the Shiar Superman guy. I'm I'm almost positive his name is not Major Glory because I'm remembering Major Glory is that superhero that was in Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, how did I remember that? Yeah. Yeah, um, he had his he had like that mask on his face, like that like the helmet was like gold. Yeah, he has crunk. Yeah. Uh and I forgot the Thor one. But oh, the the fucking guitarist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his head would grow, yo. <laughs> he would get weak without his guitar, something like that. <laughs> oh man, he's oh. to a wimp. Damn, Cartoon Network was so great in our time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the best. Wow, holy shit! Our cartoons are better than your cartoons. Oh, for sure. Uh, but anyway, let's uh let's familiarize ourselves real fast with these. Uh, oh, the lethal legion is definitely lethal. Yeah, there's the half bot, there's Mister Eloquent, there's the Electric Head, Orbis Extremis, and Death Grip. All of these are Hickman creations. I'm convinced. Uh, these these are very much his vibe. <laughs> like he wrote that shit on a post-it and passed that to these niggas and said, "Hey, uh, yeah, he said you got to use these names." He said, "Hey." I'm not going to be here for, you know, whatever you guys want to do with this. Just use these guys, Al. Can you fit this? Yeah, thing? you know, it's just like, um... All right. Mm, all right. <laughs> Who are they again? The Lethal what? Lethal Legion. Lethal Ejection? Oh, Lethal Legion. <laughs> what? Right. You know what that's from? Yeah. Wait, what? That's a reference? Lethal Interjection? No, what is that? Boondocks. Magnificent's rap uh, label. Oh, damn. I haven't seen the Boondocks anyway. in forever. Uh, all right. Anyway, so this Fang guy. Pulls up. Max. Yeah, I know. I, I watched a couple episodes, but I have to watch the whole thing. Um, so Fang pulls up and tries to do something, but uh, Halfbot just snaps his head clean off. Gladiator. for the princess. Yeah, it's not great. Gladiator gets tight. He's like, <laughs> no, you'll burn for that creature. He uses his eye beams that Manbot just eats. He's just like, ah, cool. This is nothing to me. One thousand degrees Kelvin. You'll you'll you're burned for that creature. Enemy and it's an enemy hypothesis. Inaccurate. 
<laughs> petty and smart. Oh my As god! He just tossed his friend. Hey, I feel like Al Ewing is just like a uh, like a uh, student of Hickman and his so- his spicy smart people language. Yeah, inaccurate. <laughs> and, <laughs> yo, imagine that I'm a beat your ass. You just be like enemy enemy hypothesis inaccurate. <laughs> I fucking love that. Uh, so the electric brain hits Gladiator with low self-esteem thunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it causes... Yeah, it's like an empath, kind of. Yeah, it just causes Gladiator to curl up into a ball and be like, I don't deserve to lead. I'm nothing. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... It was like, a fetal position. It reminded me of One Piece, Perona. When her ghosts would pass through Luffy and everybody, they would just go, I'm nothing, I'm shit. Yeah, her ability was actually pretty strong. Yeah. Considering. But it didn't work on Usopp, right? No, yeah, because it's too negative. negative. Yes. (laughs) I love One Piece. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the greatest. Uh, Anyway, that works out. We have uh, this Neutron guy. He he's like all cocky. He's like, "Don't worry, kid. I'm uh, very cocky. I'm practically immortal, unbreakable skin, and I have a uh, hundred times local gla- gravity in each knuckle." Yet he only manages to just kind of topple Electric Brain. Oh, what is that his name? Electric Brain. Yeah, yeah. So he beats Electric Brain. Sure, I guess. Mm. I mean, he doesn't even break the glass in his brain. You know, like. So much for a neutron punch. Uh, that's when Mister Eloquent pulls up, and he's like, hey, "You're a micro. You got your thing's mass control in it, ain't it? You got a micro singularity inside you, I hear. A micro singularity. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, and indestructible skin, pal. So step up, and and then he gets a, an atomic chainsaw through his chest, right through his fucking chest. Yeah, and he gets sucked into his own micro singularity." And that's how this guy dies. The Shi'ar are just getting pounded. It's yeah, picked Im- off one by one. It's embarrassing, especially for Gladiator, because he was the man. I mean, he's not dead at least, but he's, he's definitely out of commission. Yeah, I guess like everyone at like the Marvel offices, like, oh, you can't kill, you can't kill Gladiator. <laughs> you kill all these other nobodies, but you can't just get rid of Gladiator. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, the mutants start to move into uh, move into gear, but one of them gets blasted uh, with some kind of mind control thing and kills the other mutant. Uh, forearm kills random, uh, and yeah, I guess this was Orb Orbis Extremis. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, he turns forearm again. Uh, against them uh but unfortunately for orbis extremis she gets kicked like a soccer ball by this giant uh and unfortunately for him he gets pretty much absolutely killed by death grip who all he has to do is touch you and you die uh it was pretty sad yeah, honestly. sickness and disease yeah that's really disgusting actually yeah i felt kind of bad for him it was like oh cool he's here oh gross mm, yeah he so he's gone. And I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, Die. Cannonball just shoots himself straight directly at 
the guy who could just touch you and kill you. Uh, but luckily for him, uh, Storm pulls up in the nick of time and saves him uh, because she is the greatest. And uh, Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. And I guess... It won't be defeated. Yeah. I guess Orbis is not really there because she's, like, talking to Girich. Uh I guess th- this is the real Orbis on this weird uh, ship thing. I don't know. I'm very confused as to where Orbis really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, she talks to Girich. is like, oh, shit, Storm's here. What are you going to do? Uh, and he's like, well... We don't really have the right weapon to take on Storm right now, so they ain't gonna never gonna have the right fucking weapon to face Storm. Oh, this is not orb. This is not the same Orbis. This is another Orbis. Uh, that was Orbis. yeah. Somebody. I don't think they showed who that was. There's Orbis Extremis that just got kicked like a soccer ball, and now there's yeah. Orbis Stellaris. Oh, that's a second. Yeah, I guess this is the second one altogether. Um, but yeah, these are the high. Pl- friends in high places that um that he's been Girich. Yeah, that Girich has been dealing with. But uh he's like, "Well, I got a second plan. I have a mole in sword." And then she start he starts talking to the mole and he's like, "Hello. Oh, you were listening in, Mr. Mole? I guess I should be surprised. Ready to show sword where your loyalties lie?" And he says, "More than ready, Henry. So you just sit back." And let Wiz Kid work. I didn't see that well, coming. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming either. I mean, it's obviously significant, but I wonder if they're going to kind of give us a little bit more background into this kid because it doesn't make much sense to me yet. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a twist. Of some what's sort. interesting is, does Abigail know what's going on? Because she was talking as if she was ready to betray the quiet council to do what she feels is right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe this is just like a quadruple cross. <laughs> it's not the octo cross of the past, but, uh, it's at least the quadruple crosses. It might be. Um, yeah, I thought this issue was kind of cool. It was weird to see all the super guardians just get fucking flattened. Uh, it was barely even a fight put up. Yeah, they wasn't ready at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess, like, uh, Sword's coming to an end soon, I believe. Um, I think uh, it's going to end sometime next year. Uh, so I guess we're entering kind of the end game of the series. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this was a solid enough issue. I, I, I didn't... Um, I didn't have any, like, particularly strong feelings about it. I guess I have to wait for the next one. Um, to f- really say my thoughts on the whole thing. But um, that's all I got to say about uh, Sword. Do you have any closing thoughts? Nah, man, not really. Uh, there's a lot going on in this issue, but um, I wish I could read the Krakon for what's happening there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just really want to know if Abigail ha- like is in on this. That's my biggest uh, question. Yeah, well, in any case, I guess we should move on to Wolverine. Uh, this is Wolverine number 17. Uh, we're uh, starting off with a little bit of a new arc. Uh, last we left off with Wolverine, he's been dealing with a lot of stuff from Solemn and these uh, Arachnids. Solemn. <laughs> Solemn. Uh, 
and these Iraqi pirates. Uh, but, you know, now he's got his uh, second Muramasa sword back, and uh, he's vibing now. Um, we open with uh, his old friend in the CIA, known as Jeff, uh, his human buddy, uh, who's kind of taken a job, like a regular desk job at the CIA, uh, now that his daughter has been uh, doing better, like in her battle against cancer, thanks to the drugs that uh, Wolverine supplied them, uh, the Krakoan drugs. Uh, so he's just trying to like stay in her life as much as possible, uh, and be there for her. Uh, so, and at the same time, he has, he has, uh, he's doing these little like mini espionage missions for Wolverine. Um, just keeping tabs and making sure that the CIA doesn't really get a ton of information on Krakoa. Um, in the meanwhile, Wolverine is vibing uh have watching mutants perform very bad pun versions of actual songs uh she screenshotted the one that um storm and marvel girls and i thought that was cool i'm gonna send that to my mom i'm sure she knows what song it is (laughs) yeah um in any case uh wolverine gets a mission and apparently maverick has made his way onto the island uh, and, hmm. is, and is singing on his own. At that point, Wolverine should have already been suspicious because uh, Maverick was very much on the, like, I don't want to live on Krakoa. That shit is whack uh, side. Yeah, I want to keep living this extreme life. <laughs> this edge On life. the razor's edge. <laughs> yeah. I, I like living on the edge, not on some paradise island uh, where I can just, like, be reborn, I'll never have to die. All that stuff. Because I always want my feet littered with cuts from all the edge I'm walking on. <laughs> uh, so I guess Wolverine just is like, hey, I got a mission. You want to come? And he's like, but what's the price? I'm a secret spy. Yes. Thank you so much, Chris. No way. Well, I'm a mercenary still. I used to need uh, the money to do missions by her. <coughs> uh, Which is the cool guy way of saying, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I agree. I will do it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, you know, he's just vibing, has his regular job. He's just doing surveillance work for the CIA. Um, and apparently, like, one of the guys that he works with is like, are you listening to Krakowin shit? And he's like, yeah, no, go away. <laughs> you know, I guess you're not supposed to be knowing that I'm doing this. Um, so I guess like... Right, because uh, they're not really that deep into it. Yeah. No, he is. Yeah. Um, I guess... Um, I guess he calls uh, Krakoa at some point on a burner phone that Wolverine seems to have left him. Um, and he's just... relaying information that he's heard from his end uh, of the espionage circuit. Uh, I think he mentions that like they are like kind of listening in. Uh, He seems to have found something, but you know, it's no big deal. It might not be a big deal, but wanted to let them know that he's found something. Yeah. There's a device that was that you could at least hear Wolverine's voice on. Mm-hmm. So those conversations happening on Krakoa, yeah. which is probably very harmful. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's obviously some surveillance that Maverick has on him because he is working with the X-Desk. Yeah, right? Because they heard his active conversation. Yeah. So, probably, yeah, it probably is on Maverick. Yeah, and right? the last time we saw Maverick, we saw him being a slimy fuck and joining, like, forces with... I the forgot company. all about that, bro. Yeah. So, um, no mystery there. Okay. It's the only... Yeah, it's the only thing I remember about Maverick is that he's going to be a fucking traitor. Um... But Don't yeah, edge, bro. they pull they pull up to this uh to this uh ship, this like uh shipment craft, and um a bunch of people are just like preparing bombs to throw at Krakoa. So uh, Domino, uh, Wolverine, and Maverick all pull up to intercept. Uh, they beat up these regular people that have bombs. Uh. Domino does a cool dramatic luck power thing with uh, her bullets where she shoots straight up and then is like, freeze, uh, please don't shoot me. And then they're like, "Eh, you begging for your life. And then they just get killed by the bullets that she shot directly into the air. Meatheads. Yeah, dumb dumb boys. I guess because she's a girl. I guess, you know. Um... In any case, the day gets saved. They really much they take care of this pretty easily. Uh, it's almost not even a challenge for them. We call that easy money, GG. And we uh, cut back. Uh, well, also Domino makes it known that Maverick should be like, yeah, you should be. Uh, I- I'm glad you're here, but don't don't go betraying us. <laughs> basically, is what she says. It's like, hey, don't go be doing any spooky shit and uh, doing things behind our backs. Like this. Yeah, because you're a mutant and your loyalty should be with us. You know, we got you. We got you. And if you ever get smoked, we can revive you. Yeah, uh, don't be a dick. Lit. Don't be one of those guys. We have a yeah. bunch of those guys who are plotting behind our back. But please don't be that guy. Don't be that. Don't be that guy. <laughs> and uh, wouldn't you know it, he is that guy. But before we get that, um. Jeff walks into his regular CIA place and everyone just shot up. I had to go out for lunch. Yeah, getting lunch for everyone. At Moha Taco. Um, That's the real tragedy here is that these people won't be able to eat their tacos. Uh, In any case, they they come in. He comes in and finds that everybody in this office has been shot up and killed. And he's like, ah, damn it. I got to be on the run. So... He takes his kid and starts running. Uh, you know, they, they're staying at this motel. And he's still got that little Krakoan communication uh, device that he uses to uh, talk to Wolverine on, uh, assumingly. It's organic. Yeah, the organic phone. Um, and he steps out for a minute to uh, to get his kid a snack from the vending machine. And I already knew that this was going to be trouble. He walks out alone after trying to do something nice for his child. You know this guy. It's over the for this guy. The motel vending machine area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All types of bullshit happens over there. Yeah, the most sinister. One of the most da- dangerous places in the world is uh, motel vending machine area. Uh, he goes in. He drops his quarter. And uh, Maverick is there menacingly picking up his quarter and being like, don't lose your lucky quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> you think going to riddle him with bullets? I don't think he's actually going to kill him. Uh, that's where the issue ends, by the way. There is a transcript at the end 
that I thought was kind of uh oh it is important because like uh Wolverine apparently he has he has this thing where he does go to Jeff's house like once a week to just chill and have some beers he went there and he noticed that like there's been an invasion in his house and you know obviously somebody's been looking for him so I guess Wolverine is on to the fact that Jeff has like gone AWOL and that's and they tore everything up yeah and that's where this issue ends. Uh, I don't think he's actually going to kill Jeff. Uh, I I feel like if he was going to, he probably would have done it already. Um, but I do. I it's not going to be good for him. Whatever happens next, uh, I, I'm seeing some sort of hostage situation when it comes down to Logan, where Logan will have to find him and his kid. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought this issue was pretty good uh, for the most part. I don't like Maverick, but I guess I'm not supposed to. But at the same time, like, he just annoys me <laughs> as a character. This is for the 90s kids, man. Task Force X. Lit. <laughs> and I guess that's like the overall vibe with this Wolverine series is that it is very kind of like extreme, like dark, brooding Wolverine series that I feel like we've seen already. So it's, it doesn't feel particularly special. Kill, 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 die, die, die. Yeah, but at the same time, there's He's been... He's no longer the teacher. Yeah, but at the same time, there's been some highlights in this. I mean, some, a handful, like the Solomark was pretty good, and this is not bad at all. Uh, Wolverine seems to have found his footing uh, in terms of a, a series, I think. So hopefully it uh, it goes even higher from here. Uh, should we move on to our next X-Book? Yes, sir. All right, then let's get into Marauders number 25. Marauders. Epic uh, cover. A lot of great covers for Marauders. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is just another one. This is like the a lot of great one. art for Marauders, too. Yeah. Although yeah. some issues are real. <sighs> yeah, this was a good one because Phil Noto is on here who drew Cable. Um, Phil Noto. Yeah, I hope I'm pronouncing yeah. that right. Um, but he drew the Cable series uh, and some issues of New Mutants, and now he's drawing. Uh, now he's drawing this, which is pretty cool. Uh, last we left off, uh, the Marauders have gone into space uh, to deal with this guy Rixio. Uh, and <laughs> Rixio. Rixio. They were trying to do an exchange for his spaceship for uh, Mysterium, and uh, they thought the transaction. Like two copper pieces. <laughs> two copper pieces but uh they thought the transaction went sweet but then rixio went all traitor on them and then shot them out of an airlock uh yeah he felt the way he was like don't don't steal my shit and then give it back to me and then try to buy it back the proper way fuck out of here i understood him yeah i mean when, you, himself, when you put it that way the marauders are wrong in this situation the marauders are the douchebags in this situation uh, well emma is yeah. But she's trying to be cordial about it. Yeah. I mean, that's whole. That's Emma's entire cat, uh, character is being kind of a douche, but being cordial about it. Being cordial about it. A cordial ju- douche. Uh, <laughs> so the mutants are just floating out in the middle of space, and they don't die immediately, which is cool, because Iceman does not need oxygen. Uh, he creates a big ice sphere, uh, and traps some of the breathable oxygen that he, as much as he could possibly get from the airlock, sucking out all the oxygen from the ship. 
And then he does a cool spinning move, which creates gravity within the ice ball. Uh, Jesus Christ, he's OP. Yeah. Uh, the, the not needing oxygen part is pretty OP, too. Yeah, on its own, not, not needing to breathe is pretty awesome. Uh, and then Emma's like, oh, I don't want to waste oxygen, so let me turn diamond form where I don't need it at all. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. You I didn't know too? that either. They're both Omega level mutants, though. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty great. Pretty um, great. Yeah, so at this point, they're they're breathing, but they're also trapped in an ice ball, which is freezing them to death. And Pyro, yeah. Pyro and Lockheed can control some fire together, but that would just eat up all the oxygen. Uh, so Kate comes up with a pretty sick idea, scientific-wise. Uh, I feel like there was some drastic research that went into this. Uh, so Maybe somebody's kid had a science fair project. Hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna put this in my comic. <laughs> in theory, I think it like it feels simple enough because the idea is that they create this basin of water, uh, and and Kate sh- shoots a laser beam into it to like boil the water and create oxygen from it. And now that like oxygen is just constantly being made. Uh, Pyro can warm up the ice ball with his fire. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Bishop and Sebastian Shaw like drum up a counterattack plan uh, to get them to catch up to Rixio. Uh, they just punch each other over and over again <laughs> with their powers. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really smart. This whole thing is actually like it's what the new mutants like are trying to teach these kids and how to use their powers in conjunction with each other. Yeah. Um, to achieve new, new, you know, new things and yeah, you know, solve things unconventionally. Yeah. And it's cool to see that like coming from an experienced point of view from the older generation of mutants is like, this is what we're talking about. Kids type of shit. Um, and I like how all of them is like, yeah, we're not giving up. Sure. Any of us could be resurrected, but, uh, nah, we're going to figure this shit out. We're going to take our ship back. Um, so at that point, they um, they build up enough energy within each other in order to create a blast strong enough to propel them closer to Rixio's ship. Uh, and at that point, that's when they, make, they have Kate uh, propel herself straight over. She still has the Kill Shaw tattoos on her. Um <laughs> Which yeah, I, right. I wonder if that's gonna still be a thing later on. Like at the very end of the series, everyone's chilling and they're all in the group, and she just says, "Yeah, oh, by the way, Shaw." Bam! I, <laughs> and it's like he just gets resurrected, but she's like, "Yeah, I just needed to do that." Yeah. Um. But yeah, she uh she phases through the spaceship. Uh, Rixio is having himself a little celebration party. He's just like, "I bested the mutants." <laughs> I'm the man. He <laughs> got two bottles in his hands. Woo! Woo! I just killed some Krakowans. They thought they had me for my ship, and I flipped them instead. <laughs> what is he talking about? Yeah. So Kate, uh, she phases a little too much, and just ends up at the very basement of this ship. Uh, breaks her nose again. Uh, again. <laughs> yeah. And she rises up and beats the shit out of Rixio. Uh, long story short, 
she removes his like headpiece that is a telepathic blocker of a sorts, and Emma is able to take over his body and just open the airlock, allowing them to come back into the ship. And uh, then they drop o- drop off Rixio in Arako, and uh, that's it. <laughs> They're like, uh, you could keep the Mysterium, but we're keeping the ship because fuck you, dude. Uh, all you had to do was take the ship. It would have been fine. Um, and that's where the issue ends, actually. Um, there is uh, another informational page where Bishop uh, recommends that there be uh, some training amongst the civilians of Krakoa because shit's always happening there. So uh, it'd be best yeah, if... They need to be ready for conflict. Yeah, it'd be best if every mutant had better training in combat. Um, and apparently he proposes that uh, the mutants play some war games on offense and defense once a season. And I'm like, B-rank wars? Oh <laughs> my god. Tuning exams? Dude, I would love a B rank tournament of power. We'll never. What's that get from? It. We're, uh, Dragon Ball Super. Oh, um, we're never gonna get it. We we the thought, dark arc. We thought that like um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Dark what tournament. was that called? Dark tournament. Dark tournament. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> dark tournament. Yeah, we're never gonna get it. Uh, we uh, we. Uh, we know better. We were fooled by uh, Ten of Swords. Yeah. Oh, what a missed opportunity that was. But um, how <sighs> how sick would it be though? Bree Rank Wars style X Men issues. <sighs> we should have made Doug and Bay fight to the death, and then find some way for them to draw, and then they try to say we're not going to draw, and then they got married to yeah. to end that yeah conflict. Yeah. Instead, it was just weird. Instead, the marriage itself was a weird game, and everybody was down with it for some reason. So down with it. Well, I guess because no one had to die. They were happy that Doug didn't have to die. So they're just like, yep, yep, you get married. Cool. Hey, I guess you're married. But he was for sure going to lose. Yeah. Stop it, Coco. <laughs> Coco is his cat. She, yeah, she's playing with my raw papers. Yo, she put... Yo! This is very unprofessional, guys, but she put holes... <laughs> through it damn can you see them like what a beast oh this yeah what the hell is all her nails yeah oh you asshole well with that being said anyway i, I su- oh i actually really like this issue of marauders uh i thought it was really i liked fun. it a lot yeah. too, man runner up damn close to being my uh vgi if it wasn't for damn close our finale felt a little short it felt a little empty, yeah but it was a dope anyway it was just a fun read uh i really liked the whole like mutants getting themselves out of trouble creatively using their powers thing Um, yeah i thought that was pretty dope so uh it was a fun read marauders is one of the more consistently good series of the x-men line so you know pick it up if you have it it's while it lasts i guess it's almost over yeah but (laughs) pick it all up and binge it yeah um one thing that I appreciate about the X books is that when they get collected into volumes, they collect them in the reading order. Uh, they do it both ways, where there's like, say, a Marauders volume, and there's also like a Reign of X volume, where it's all of them in the order that they come out. Uh, so you know, if you aren't reading X but right now, they're making it uh, unusually easy for you to read 
a whole line of comic unusually easy yeah they don't usually do it this way where they just like expect you to figure it out yourself you figure out the reading order but they really are collecting it in one uh in like little bundles so check it out while you can uh and without further ado uh let's move on to inferno number two our final issue of the day here we go oh man all right so inferno is the end of of uh jonathan hickman's first act in his big x-men epic uh the last we left off it had to do with uh the resurrection of destiny moira has been really really anxious about destiny returning so she's just trying to stop that at any cost she asks uh charles and eric to go around and destroy all of her backup eric destroy all her backups and at that point i'm like why do you even have backups to begin with uh <laughs> yeah shouldn't, yeah i should have just clipped that to be you know, yeah uh there's that I guess they really need mystique too though i guess i guess they couldn't very well do that and keep mystique around um but yeah they they tried to go they got her dna sample from mr sinister uh, and this issue opens up with what actually happened in those panels. Um, we actually learned that it's been Mystique all along transforming both into Xavier and into Magneto, uh, going around collecting the various backups of Destiny as well as her DNA sample. Um, Mr. Sinister knows. He sees right through it as uh, Mystique has shown up uh, disguised as Xavier, and he willingly the way he's drawn here, yeah, it's really like sinister. Oh yeah, way more intimidating. Yeah, than how he appears in Hellions. Yeah, it is funny because like in Hellions, Mister Sinister is like very goofy and just kind of like this mis- uh, like Maximilian Pegasus type character. Uh, but when Hickman interprets him, he sees him as this just like mm, I'm playing petty 4d chess with the world right now petty 4d chess where the only real goal is my own intentions and wants which to be fair is pretty much every character hickman writes is very smart people playing petty 4d chess (laughs) uh so yeah and to to interestingly enough he gives uh her the sample willingly so you know there's got to be something there um that's when xavier goes over i mean mystique dressed as xavier goes over to the five they start resurrecting uh destiny and then it comes time for the uh mind stuff that xavier usually handles uh to come into play and man this is where mystique gets slick yo she played her yeah she she's like all right uh xavier go do your magic and he's like have you done this yet, Hope? Uh, and she's like, I don't, I don't think so. And he's like, Well, then it's graduation day. You do it. And she's like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how. And he's like, <laughs> And she makes some bullshit up. You know that this, she, this is her being like, Open your mind, <laughs> Dude, Open your yeah. mind, and you see the interface. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and you see that specific one right there? Yes. Yes. Eleven A. It looks like she's so excited that her little skull thing pulls up on Xavier's head. Yeah, she starts like messing up. Like, yes. Yeah. 
Be a good girl and put that back where it belongs. Yes. She is so weird about it. Yeah. Um, And it works out. I mean, Hope manages to do it. And, you know, maybe this is like a little time because Hope's done it before for sure. So maybe this is like the little event that gave her the ability to do it in general. Right. Which would be cool. Right. I didn't even think about that. I like how how Mystique shed a tear as Xavier, which is probably a tear for her wife. That was just revived, but also but it also plays off as him being so proud of yeah of, of hope. Oh, hope. I'm so proud of you. No, oh. right, you've you brought someone. You've conquered death. <laughs> you've conquered death to bring back my wife. I mean destiny. <laughs> I mean destiny. Uh, so you yeah. guys go along. I need to. Take a moment. I got very important naked woman. I got important Xavier things to do. I I wish I could join you in celebration, but I must stay here and be Xavier for a minute and do Xavier. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is Xavier does. Uh so he's she's like, All right, uh, I understand. Here's your helmet back. He's like, No, you keep it. You've earned it. Oh God, I'm so proud. Uh, and they're like, "Cool," and they leave. Uh, and Destiny's like, "I could see it all. I'm back." And Mystique is like, "Yes, yes, you are." And it's uh, so uh, emotional. Yeah, unfortunately, like the sentiment has to end because Destiny starts to see all of time and space flood back into her brain, and uh, for about two weeks, it's pretty excruciating for her. Uh, as she slowly comes back, uh, by the th- by the fourth week, which is basically you know she spent a whole month, uh, just kind of getting used to her powers again, but then by the fourth week, it's fucking go time. Uh, no more game playing here, and that lands us directly when Xavier and Eric were gonna make the goal the uh, the vote to oust Mystique from the council. And that's when Destiny pulled up like, sup, bitch, I'm back. Um, and you could tell that they're just both, uh, Xavier and Magneto was like, so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was, we were going to vote on a different thing. But uh, while we're on the subject, how was she resurrected and who oversaw right. it? <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. He is salty. Um. And they're like, I well, I we were gonna vote on whether to remove you, so I guess we should go through with that. And Destiny is like, Would you like me to tell you how it goes? Um, and this is really uh, kind of a cool thing. Um, Storm votes no. Eric obviously votes no. Nightcrawler votes yes because he wants to see his mom happy. Um, good old Nightcrawler. Um, we then cut to uh, damn, I don't know why I'm like fucking up his name. I almost called him Endeavor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does have like the shoulder things. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about Exodus. Um, Exodus. Yeah. Uh, he, Mr. Red, red, red Skin. Yeah. When he gets called to vote, we get a flashback of Mystique approaching him, uh, asking for her support. She's like, I'm going to be honest. I'm bringing a mutant in to bring into the council. I want your support. And he's like, hmm. If you really want me to 
help you out here, then you're going to have to give me a weird fanatical reason to do that. A weird? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to appeal to my inner religious person. Uh, and she's like, well, what if I told you that this person can see the future and can see exactly how this whole Krakoan thing is going to go? And he's like, it's good enough for me. And he votes yes. Mm. Um, Sinister didn't take that much convincing. Uh, basically, Mystique went up to him and is like, he's like, why should I help you? And he's like, well, because Xavier and Magneto really don't want it. And you doing that would piss them off. And Sinister's like, okay. <laughs> so he votes <laughs> yes. Uh, Kate votes no. Shaw he gets She's tight. She, she looks really upset. I guess because Destiny was a bad guy, right? I guess. Like when Mystique yeah. and the bro- like, they're part of the Brotherhood of Evil or whatever, right? Yeah, I guess so. Or at least something. Whatever something Mystique like was doing was definitely not good. No, definitely not. We get, then turn to Shaw, and we, his flashback has him sparring, like fencing with a four-armed mutant. And he's like, you're going to have to give me a reason because I can't be bought because I'm so rich. So you're going to have to give me a good reason why I would want to help you. And um, her reason is like, well, Emma's probably going to vote against it. And he's like, mm. yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then he votes yes. Um, so, and Emma is the crowning achievement of this play because mm. he does, she strictly tells Shaw that like, she's not going to vote for this. But then Mystique went up to her anyway and offered her this mysterious box. Uh, mysterious black box. Yeah. So, you know, basically bought her vote with that. And uh, Emma votes yes. And uh, they're like, cool. That went off pretty well. Uh, hey, Xavier, you want to go off with that other vote? Or should we move along to bid to spare yourself a pointless and painful exercise? Um, pretty cool. Uh, we have this little Orcus Forge moment uh, where they're working on this big uh, Souls Hammer type deal where I guess they're going to harness the power of the sun. Um, Nimrod and um, I keep forgetting this uh, the cyborg lady's name. Uh, oh, shit. Omega Sentinel? Yeah, the Omega Sentinel. Um, and she's basically like noticing how Nimrod is constantly evolving and he's getting, he's aging up. Uh, mm-hmm. And she says like, I've just been waiting for you to get to where you need to be here. And now I think so I can, so you can look at me and see what I really am. So Nimrod's going to be popping off. I think at some point. Um, yeah. Much sooner than later. Yeah. We then cut back to no Moira's no place where she is pissed that destiny's back and um Xavier and Magne- Xavier and Magneto would be like, Dog, I, we did our best. We tried everything and then it just happened anyway. <laughs> uh I don't even know how this how this lady did it, but she did it. Um so you know, more is like, Okay, so can we just kill her then? Fuck her. Can we just like get her gone? And Magneto's like, No. Uh I I understand your like I'm pragmatic too, but I'm also a citizen Krakow, and like we can't just be going around killing shit because it's easy, which is a pretty big deal for Magneto. 
Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, I, I get what he's trying to say. It's like, look, like I'm really invested in this fucking island. I know shit is about to get crazy in the future, but I want to uphold what we have here. And Moira's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I could care less. That shit is beyond me. <laughs> what is he talking about? I just don't like that bitch. Get with the fucking program, Magneto. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> she, yo, she snapped on this nigga. She's pissed. <clears throat> it's really funny. Um, and uh, so you know how you know how my body is. Ten lives. Three of them, I was that nigga. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've only been a nigga once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really funny. Okay, so like. Xavier uh, Magneto was like, "There's a seat that needs filling. Maybe we make our own offer that can't be refused." So you know they'll counter Destiny's uh, seat with a seat of their own, um, and they're like, "Well, how are we going to do that? Like, who are we going to put? You you want to bring somebody inside to what we have?" And she's like, "Yeah, but we'll pick somebody we can trust." And Moira's mm-hmm. like, "I know you want to pick white, the White Queen. Why?" And Xavier's Why? like, "Because she's someone I can trust." So, you he's know. really uh, he's really sure about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a couple of informational pages. Uh, one is from the Krakoa network, where uh, it's kind of a transcript that Krakoa overheard with Destiny and Mystique talking, where you know they're basically talking about how the the leader brothers are hiding something big. Uh, and there is a, a hole in Destiny's foresight that she can't really see. So, you know, they're they they're trying to figure out what that is essentially. Um. So back on the mutant ops in the peak, Sage goes to lunch, but then she comes back immediately, and we all know this is Mystique. Uh, she pulls up on this miss- mission log, uh, and. She goes all the way to Paris, transforms into a few people, and ends up into an Orcus, into the Orcus station where all these like super intelligent gorillas are, uh, and they're talking about the Soul's Hammer um, weapon that they're building. Uh, so I guess they're gonna torch Araco <laughs> or or Krakoa altogether uh, as a response. Uh, Meanwhile, at the Louvre, uh, <laughs> the Louvre, uh, all the humans there are telepathically ordered to uh, leave the Louvre so that uh, Emma Frost can finally meet Moira McTaggart. And uh, so extra and dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they I'm, had to meet there. Yeah, at the Louvre. They make everybody go. <laughs> You can no longer be at the Louvre. We have secret mutant pettiness to get up to. Um, so they talk for a while. Uh, Emma does the whole look into uh, Moira's mind to get traumatized bit. Uh, it mirrors uh, um, what happened with 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 Xavier. Yeah, and Magneto. It's almost too. exactly the same. Yeah. So she she takes in all of the lives of Moira and is like. What the fuck, man? Why? How long have you known? And uh, they try. They try to like bullshit out of it. Just like, oh god, 
<laughs> so, you know, I guess like I'll I'll help you guys, but for the children, uh, you've manipulated me for years, and now that I could see what kind of a threat a pe- precog uh, represents. So, you know, I'll help you, but my loyalty, you arrogant fools have lost that forever. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Xavier's, uh, Moira's like, do we just make an enemy out of her? And, and Right, and that's how I was thinking, like, oh, did I just fuck up? Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's what I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that didn't go well. Uh, and he's like, did we make an enemy out of her? And Xavier's like, mm, I don't know. I do not know. I'm an Omega level telepath, but I have no idea what she's thinking. I guess to be fair, so is Emma. So he'd probably have a harder time breaking into her than most people. True. Right. And it's not like she could break into his mind either, right? So. Yeah. It's like a stalemate. Uh, Magneto is like, one thing's for sure. It's safe to say that she understands the gravity of what we're doing. So I guess they trust her enough to not totally fuck everything up for them. Um. And we cut back to the Krakoan Council, the Quiet Council, as they vote in a new member. Uh, oh, boy. Okay, so uh, oh, Mystique man. votes no. Exodus votes yes, because <laughs> he just does what he wants. Uh, Sinister votes no. Shaw votes no. Frost votes yes. Kate votes yes. Uh, Storm votes yes. Nightcrawler votes yes. And obviously... Magneto and Eric vote yes. Destiny votes no. But at the end of the day, seven against four. Uh, the new Quiet Council member is Colossus. Uh, wow. And that's where that issue ends. They say in him we can trust. Well, unreal. Do you know why? You know why I think they can trust him? Why? Because it's Emma Frost, really. You think so? I think that, like, Emma Frost is going to be, I guess, telepathically controlling Colossus when he's at these council meetings. Why? Because they're, they keep, like, referring to Emma as somebody they can trust. And now Colossus is all of a sudden someone they can trust. Hmm... I think like, like he's, he's being controlled, like yeah, he's brain controlled. He's a proxy vote and an extra cheating vote in the council. Right. Wow, but he's being used as well though by his brother. This is crazy. I know, right? VGI, by the way. Oh yeah, same. Uh here. <laughs> Certified VGI. Uh that'll count for both of us <laughs> in any case. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this issue was pretty great. Uh, I mean, you know, it's standard, like, Petty 40 chest that I love from Hickman. Um, and Petty 40 chest. I, I really did take a minute to think about why Colossus, uh, and, you know, I, I think this glimmer in this, uh, in his eye is supposed to be an indication that, like, oh yeah, it's Emma Frost, really. Um, because it. It feels like it makes sense. Um, when I, I don't think Peter's going to be pretty stoked to find out that he's been mind controlled throughout his time in the council. Um, but who's to say? I, I think it's yeah. very interesting. There's only two more issues of Inferno left. Uh, this is a four part series. It? 
yeah, th- to think of that, like we have like a bunch of events that are like six issues long, and uh, Inferno gets four. This is like the least. Yeah, but honestly, th- I guess that's the vibe of this because there are so many pages in each Inferno. This is almost fifty pages. Uh, is it? I-, I guess a lot of it was just big panels, though. I guess. But in any case, uh, I really, I really enjoyed this issue quite a bit. Uh, I think it's interesting to see that the council is getting a little more corrupted with these ga- these little games that Mystique and Destiny are playing with uh, Magneto and Xavier. Uh, so yeah, to the fact that they had to get a fake loader in. Yeah, I I have no idea where it's gonna go, and I have no idea where it's gonna end. Um. But I'm very excited for it. And this might be the last uh, writings of Hickman himself in the X-Men for a while. So Oh, yeah, for a while. Damn. I'm, I'm enjoying it yeah. while I can. Well, there's a reason I gave it my VGI. It, it was really good dialogue. Um, I like the story got pushed. I'm glad we got an explanation of what happened and how Mystique got the cradle. And it had nothing to do with Trial of Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, what are you gonna do i guess um but yeah that cradle shit was really uh great like when mystique was excuse me when he uh when she was going around getting the the fucking memories and all that stuff i was like wow that's smart i should have seen that coming <laughs> um but yeah i mean great issue uh very fun uh batch of x books today uh but i think that's uh it for us are you are you all set Josh? Oh, then that has been our show. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much for listening as per usual. Uh, You can find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram and at NY Chillin on Twitter. Uh, Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow him on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Um, Follow show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, we do a really good chapter of the week poll on uh, Sundays or whenever the chapters come out. Sometimes they come out Fridays. So check us out there. Cast your vote. Let us know what you think. Uh, email us at NewJumpCityPod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about or comment in whatever video you're watching. Uh, and while you're at it, subscribe to us on youtube subscribe to us on itunes spotify pandora wherever you listen to podcasts we are on there so uh let us know five star review on itunes and i think that's about it thank you guys so much for listening and stay safe new jump citizens peace out guys